Welcome to another episode of Song Mess. I am Beverly Bryan, and this is my co-host. Dolly Parton. I mean, Richard Villegas. Hey, guys. What's going on, Beth? Suddenly very disappointed that my co-host isn't actually Dolly Parton. Hey, y'all. No, but you're awesome, though. <laughs> I like I mean, I try, girl. I mean, I am the little, uh, I'm the best little whore in, uh, what is it, Queens? Did she have a song like that? Did she have, was she, she was in the best was, little whore house in, in Texas. She was in that musical? Yeah, best little whore house I never knew that. Yeah, I did not know um, she was in that. I thought I was really important. She's like Miss, Little Miss Kitty, you know, she runs the, the whorehouse, I think. I've never seen that. They have that at, at Flaming Saddles and, and, uh, in downtown, like they always flash in Someday I need to see her, like, whole, all of her movies. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's, you know. So, yes, uh, but anyway, enough about Apart Dolly. Apart from our, our Dolly Parton film festival that we're planning, uh, yeah, we, have, we have other summer plans that we want to talk about absolutely. here today. Recording 9 to 5 um, and blasting some music. Yeah, um, so we're going to start things off with Caravana, and we'll tell you guys a little bit more about the episode we have ahead. Se 
this is that supergroup I've been hearing about? Yeah, I mean, Caravana's been around for, like, quite a while. They put out an album about five years ago. This is the project of Rodrigo Santis, who is the head of Quema Su Cabeza, um, whom we met at, at Hepa's show, because like, he was he's kind of like his manager. Oh, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and what's really cool about it is, again, this is his brainchild. Um, he was uh, a part of Congelador, and then that kind of ended. Um, and he sort of, like... You know, a lot of the Quema Su Cabeza people started getting involved. You know, he would pull them in because he's friends slash, you know, colleague. So uh, you have Hippe, you know, doing drums or you have Facuta lending vocals or, you know, Felicia Morales doing strings. So it's just, it's really, it's a really, really beautiful project. So it's, it's a very chill supergroup. Absolutely. Very chill, friendly supergroup. Oh, it's just well-produced. It is. No, the songs are beautiful. Yeah. Um, again, What they, I've heard... They, they, they have um, a song from their last uh, album, from the first album, really. It's called Sigue Sus Ojos, and it's just, uh, just or Sigue Su Mirada, I forget. But it's just a beautiful song. It's like one it's of my Sigue favorite Sus Ojos, songs. and that's the one that I had heard. That's the one I'd heard before. Yeah, right, because no. that, that song was a big deal. And so, yeah, and then Caravana's really exciting. And so they put out a, a second album just uh, maybe back in May or earlier this month. Um, and it's really exciting because, again, it's, it follows that sort of uh, folk trajectory that they have going on. Um, but still really beautifully produced, very, um, you know, moody, you know, atmospheric, all that jazz. No, this is song, this song is like, it just like oozes of this, this delicate sentimentality. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's, I mean, this is like maybe one of the most, um, like Kimasu Kabesa things that has ever happened where it's like everything has the, the perfect touch. You know, it's so... I mean, it's a dream team. The it, whole Quemar Su Cabeza label and, and the roster is just a dream team. And to have them all involved in one project, is, it's just really exciting. Um, and so, I guess, you know, we, we're playing... Oh, yeah. Why are we playing this? <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, so, we're kicking uh, off the show with uh, uh, Caravana. Because Caravana just played Festival Neutral in Mexico City. Um, and it, they were part of a, just a fabulous lineup uh, that included uh, Mai Fersoni, Felisa Morales, just on her own, Cristobal Briseño of the Aces Falsos, um, uh, uh, Algodon Egipcio played. So it was just a spectacular um, festival. And it's a festival that started out in Chile. And then, it, it, you know, again, it's just like the indie darlings of the universe. And so Mexico City was very interested. And so like now it bounces back and forth from Santiago mm. and, and Mexico City. Um, and so this is the first, or maybe not the first, but like the, this is, we're in full festival season swing right now. So we want to do a festival sweep, you know, just highlight some festivals going on this summer that you guys should check out. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, um, except for two of these. Every single one is in a different city. So pretty accessible. We got stuff in the U.S., even, you know, abroad. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely try to cover as much as we can in, in one episode. It's our summer festival episode. Boop, boop. I mean, uh, I think I'm going to call this episode uh, Mesapalooza. Yes. <laughs> Working title. <laughs> Mesapalooza Chile. <laughs> yes. We feel like we're about to take this shit on the road. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so we started with Festival Neutral. Um, I think now we're going to go into one of our local uh, fests, right, Bev? I think, I think we can do that. We should talk about LAMC. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't. Um, and there's going to be some, some great showcases. LEMC happens every year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's put on by Nacional Records. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, they More try to, you know, be like, no, not really, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's them. 
And then, you know, so I've, I've gotten to catch a lot of the showcases over the years. It's, it's always a cool thing. This year, if you were going to go and check out one night, I would say you would have to go to the showcase that's July 7th at Highline Ballroom. One reason is that uh, the Chamanas from El Paso are going to be playing, mm-hmm. and they are this atmospheric indie pop band. Um, they mainly sing in Spanish, and their music is just beautiful. Um, so to convince you of that, I'd, I'd like to share the song uh, Dulce Mal. Cool. Okay. So let's listen to Dulce Mal. Soledad, y así como pasan los días. 
I'm I'm getting like really it's almost psychedelic. I'm getting like yeah. Juanita in the sky with diamonds. There's a touch of that, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it's kind of sleepy. I I was just telling, mentioning before how um, in my head the chamanas just because I keep hearing a lot about them and they usually play like the same festivals as like Los Blenders or the Blenders. I'm not sure if if it's it. What their pronoun, uh, is, what the is, language of their pronoun is. It is Los Blenders. Okay. If, if um, I'm pretty sure. En Las Robertas. Like I was saying, like I expected something similar to Las Robertas and that like I expect, expected kind of like DIY rocker chicks. And this is obviously not that. Um, it's really rad. I, I like it. I dig it. Yeah, no, I feel like they're doing something really different. And I don't know. El Paso is a good music city. Yeah. Uh, who else is from El Paso? I feel like... At the drive-in. I don't know them. Really? I feel, uh, Piñata protests are from... No, they're from San Antonio. Oh, never. You know, um, oh, the Mars Volta, Omar Rodriguez Lopez. No, he's Dominican. <laughs> he's Puerto Rican. I thought he was Dominican. Puerto Rican. Oh, really? Swear to God. Oh, okay. You would know better than I. I just, I have a friend that's obsessed with, with the Mars Volta, or and, was. And your friend, it, maybe there's someone who's Dominican who's in the Mars Volta. Maybe. Because they, like, they always get mentioned because, like, oh, they're Latinos, they're Latinos, and I'm like, okay. It is funny how, like, there's a lot of people in music who are important, and, like, it's sort of, like, an, a footnote that they're Latino, and then there's some people in music where it's, like, it's kind of, like, and they're Latino. It's you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I feel like exactly like it's it's such a hard line to walk. Like I feel like there's so many artists who don't want to be trapped by it. Like I think like like Senia Rubinos I think is like an excellent example. She's she's getting a lot of buzz right now. She's getting mainstream attention from things like Pitchfork. Um and I think she was even featured maybe on Rolling Stone. Like, I think that's not unlikely, but I'm not sure. And Probably, that, yeah. I mean, I know I definitely know that Pitchfork rated her album, and it gave her a really high rating. And like, you know, that was really exciting, and it's really cool. But a lot of like up and coming Latin artists get like the whole like Latin artist categorization instead of like an artist who's Latin. Um, and it's it's like it's a really weird sort of tightrope to walk because you don't want to, like get boxed in, but you also don't want to like be you know sort of like acting like you're ashamed of your roots or anything yeah so it's a really it is a really awkward position because like you know what you would get trapped in is other people's concept of what being latino means yeah so it's sort of yeah i don't know well that's what i really appreciate about it, about artists who have like very unique perspectives and again and i think senia rubinos again is another example is a, is a perfect example of that because like her lyrics are unconventional they're quirky, they're funny, there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek, there's a lot of, like, turn of phrase that's really interesting. No, Again, she's a fantastic lyricist. And the music itself is just really experimental. It's just, it doesn't follow traditional patterns. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, again, like, it's just, it's really weird. That's what I love so much about the genre, it just it keeps you guessing. Um, I also love how we just made this about Senia Rubinos. <laughs> Shout out to you, girl. <laughs> it really is all about <laughs> Senia Rubinos, but... Um, Okay, and then, um, but by the way, uh, guys, this this we weren't joking when we were saying that this this particular uh, showcase at the Highline Ballroom is the one to be at. Like, Baya um, Futuro are going to be there. Um, who we'll hear more about later. Yeah. Uh, who else is there? I, I forgot. Like, it's it's a really dope, um, it's a really dope lineup that also includes Miranda, La Robertas, duh, how did I forget that? And Ile, who we actually have featured before mm-hmm. on the show. Um, so yeah, it's really, really good stuff. Um, and now you have another one for LEMC. Oh yeah. Um, so you may have been hearing about Mexracy, 
it's a it's another sort of a super group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really great a uh, little bit of um, mariachi, slightly various kinds of Mexican flavored takes on the the great works of Morrissey and the Smiths, and so it's a uh, it's really it's something very special. Um, I believe it was formed by uh, Camilo Lara mm-hmm. of um, Mexican Institute of Sound and um, other projects such as Compass and also um, many great musicians such as Ceci Bastida are involved and... Um, Jay de la Cueva is in there from Titan, which is nuts as, to me. As well, as well. Lots of, lots of OG important folks and they're touring um, and they... They've got outfits, and <laughs> it's very—it's a very, very cool thing. It's and it's sort of um, in many in many ways, I think, like an examination of the impact of Morrissey on on Mexican culture, but also in other ways, I think, um, just a, a love note to to him from well, fans. I mean, you know, like Morrissey has like a huge, huge history and impact with Mexico. Yes. I mean, so it was, it was sort of, it was almost like this was bound to happen at some point. Yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, I, I'm surprised. I thought this was a really old project. Like I haven't really been paying that much attention to Mexico because I thought it was a thing already. Yeah, it, well, it's not brand new, but, um, and it, they've already like, they've already played in England. Yeah. You know, um, been going on for a little while, but they're they're definitely uh, writing out this summer. That's I mean, for sure. Morrissey headlines, you know, Vive Latino in in, <laughs> in Mexico City. Like his following, his Mexican following is ridiculous. Like it's so so large. He's so so popular. Like in the in the eighties when he was doing um, Viva Viva Hate, I think was the album. Mm. Like he's featured like wearing mariachi pants and like he was all about that. And he was like filming videos down there. Like he. He has, he gives Mexico extra, extra, extra love. And I think it just sort of, it, <clears throat> if you think about how rancheras are very like slit your wrists, sort of like sad music, Morrissey's music is that, just in English. So I think there's definitely a, a thematic sort of parallel there, um, which, which makes sense to me. Yeah, no, it's sort of, in, you, can, you can put it into words lots of different ways, but it doesn't. It it never doesn't make sense that that Morrissey is beloved of Mexico, and it's also been really cool the way uh, Morrissey loves Mexico back. It's like, it's a it's a beautiful love story. It really is. Possibly the only beautiful love story in Morrissey's life. Oof. But anyway, the shade is real. But anyway, um, so we're gonna be listening to Estuvo Bien. This is by Max Rossi. Um and let's see it if is, you guys it recognize. Is a version of, well, yes, okay. Let's so, see if you guys recognize the melody.
thing I am definitely sure of is that I want to be able to see this band sometime this summer, and there will be plenty of opportunities. They're going to be everywhere. They will be at Ruido, and so will I, and they will be at uh, LAMC, mm-hmm. and so... On summer stage, in fact. Also that. So if you get the chance to go see them, you should, you should probably go for that. Because just, just listen to this. Para leer mi diario Y solo para ver, para ver Lo que he escrito de ti Las historias y poemas Pero estoy cansado has like the best whiny music out there since like Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I, Andre and I make fun of Blink-182 all the time. Cause really? Yeah, because they're like, all their songs are like, yeah, 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 uh, a male version of um, the the teacher on Peanuts and Charlie Brown. Actually, that's what I hear when men are talking most of the time. But no, um, except for you. You know what? I'm like not. I, I, at first, I was like, this is probably gonna be lame. I'm not that interested in going to see Maxercy. And I'm like, wait, I really do love Morrissey songs. I love The Smiths. I'm like, wait, okay. And who doesn't love mariachis? Girl. So we're gonna we're gonna go and rock out. This is gonna be a great time. Uh, this is gonna be a good fucking time. I, I'm really looking forward to this now. Um, and I think this actually is is a good sort of transition point because like, um, as we were just saying, like Maxercy is gonna be at a bunch of festivals, and there's a lot of bands that are gonna be at a lot of festivals. Um, so there's definitely gonna be a lot of overlap. So I think. Uh, it's only fair that the next one that we're going to talk about now is Ruido Fest because mm. uh, we're not going to go too deep into Ruido Fest because we're both going to be there um, that weekend. So we will have a recap episode for you guys, but we just want to give you a taste um, about what of what we're looking forward to seeing there. So Bev and I both chose um, something and we tried to like outwit each other on which would be more surprising. Um, I think I won, but I'm not even sure what I picked. No, actually, uh, but any, anyway, not the point. Uh, the point is, uh, the Chicago fam is out there, and we're going to go see them, and it's going to be a fucking blast. I cannot wait. And it was also, it, you say what you will about the lineup, it was not easy to choose just one artist to highlight. Well, I mean, because we talked about this when Jonathan uh, guested on, our, on, on the show, and yeah, I think we pre- we all, everybody really that I talk about Ruido Fest, which pretty much agrees with, uh, with the fact that the headliners are kind of wonky. 
there's not a whole lot of excitement there. You know, La Ley, Maldita Vecindad don't really inspire a whole lot of whooping. Okay, um, but you know, as, as like a little bit of like a newbie to rock and Espanol, I am very excited for like the chance, my chance to oh. see Los Fabulosos Cadillacs for the first time. Absolutely. I've never seen a Tercio Palados. I've never seen Carla Morrison. Uh, oh really? Not so, even her? Never. Oh no. So I'm very, I'm very excited for those. And you know, even going down the list, I've never seen Silverio. Yeah. So or Banda de Turistas. So it's sort of, I'm excited. Legendary. I'm Legendary. very excited. You know, if you haven't seen these bands before, it's a great lineup. Absolutely. But you know, some of these bands, maybe you know, we've all seen a lot of them lately. They're a little played out for people who are in the scene. But what I, what, I, what I think everybody also agrees on is the fact that the indie talent or the smaller talent is popping. Again, you mentioned Silverio. You mentioned Banda de Turistas. We got Miranda. You got Carla Morrison. El Aro Negro. I was going to pick a Natalia Lafourcade song to feature, but you know, I was like, mm, maybe not. Because we saw them and she, we saw Natalia and that was incredible. Um, Institute, uh, Mexican Institute of Sound, Las Roberta, Los Blenders, Santa Cecilia, Sexy Zebras, Mon Laferte. I mean, just we can go on. There's so much good stuff. Um, Your favorite? Dromedarios Magicos? I, I, that's what I was going to feature, but I was like, you know what? Let's bring something new in. Oh, really? Um, okay, I, I can't guess. Let me, well, I, let me think. We who already talked it? about what it. I'm going to play Odiseo. Oh. I'm really excited to play now, it. So who's... who's let's, let's just listen, and then you can tell me about that. I actually don't know very much about Odiseo. I know that they've been making the rounds for a while. I've, I've talked about them with a few people. They're like this band from Mexico that have really kind of like been making their way up the ranks for quite some time. Um, and they have a new uh, a new album uh, called Días de Fuego, and it's really cool. It's just sort of like I don't even. It's like it's like rock pop. It's just it's very me. You'll listen to it. You'll be like, yep, got it. This summer um, is Días de Fuego. It is Días de Fuego, girl. Where's girl? Anyway, um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and listen to Odiseo, and then you can talk about your bay. All right. Sí 
Yeah. Uh, does it sound familiar at all? You know, I was getting a little bit of uh, Come On Eileen from that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think maybe that's what, like, bang, banged me over the head. Like, I really liked it. I mean, it obviously has, like, that little disco bit to it. It's a little synthy. Again, it's very me. It's very, like, my kind of, like, up-tempo, dancey rock that I like. Um, and, yeah, I definitely got the Come On Eileen reference, and I was just like, oh, this is so fucking rad. But, you know, that's, it's kind of, it is, it's kind of brilliant, because, like, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you think it's easy to make a song that reminds you of Dexie's Midnight Runners, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. That's quite a feat. This band is very interesting. Yeah, they're really cool. And, again, like, I think uh, Jonathan told me that he saw them at uh, Vive Latino either last year or two years ago, and he said they were amazing. So, um, I like, I know what to expect from a lot of the bands. Again, like a lot of these bands I've already seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so of bands that I haven't seen, uh, yet, this is one of the ones that I'm most excited for, for Ruido. Um, who do you got? Okay. I have, um, a song from Vaya Futuro. Um, so they've been everywhere. Festival Marvin, various, various festivals. Um, this is my chance to see them. They are a, um... They're a shoegaze band from uh, Tijuana that has its, which is a city that has its share of pretty good shoegaze bands. It just has good music. Yeah, in general. Um, And Vaya Futuro, um, I was in La Roma Records in Mexico City, and I was like, what's good? And um, I was with a friend who recommended Vaya Futuro, and I'm like, I'll get it. And I took it home, and I fell in love with the album. Did you get like a vinyl? Yeah, yeah, I've got got the LP, and I, I love it. It's just so, um, it's so like these like washy colors, um, leaning in kind of a dream pop direction. It's, it's gorgeous. And so I'm so excited to see them. But, um, this song they did for, um, the Converse Rubber Track Studio, it's called, uh, Congelar. And, um, the, the thing about it though, is it's a little bit more like post-rock, um, kind of like a, a dream pop sort of thing. And I'm interested in this as a direction that they might be going in. And, you know, so, um, but I still, I still like it. I think it's very representative of what they've got to offer. So let's, let's check it out. Let's take a look. Okay. So this is Vaya Futuro Congelar. I just want to lay in a hammock. And listen to this song. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely getting like two uh, pina coladas on the beach. Like, just like, ooh. Two pina coladas on the beach on Venus. On Venus. It's like, there's this like little um, interplanetary shoegaze. Okay. Okay. Space rock awesomeness. Congelarme <laughs> 
you know, I, I remember, like, the thing is, I, I'm one of those people that, like, if, I do, if I'm not immediately engaged, mm. I'll bookmark it and then come back to it way later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember Plufonograma talked about them a few years back, and I was just like, play, nope, not for me, and I moved on. But I, like, I haven't forgotten about them, and I know that they're, I've, I've been seeing their name popping up on, like, blogs, on people's Facebook walls, on lineups. For, for, for good reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I dig it. Like, it's, it's hard to write... Or to play something that's subtle and do it well. Yeah, no, I think that they're really they're really into crafting their sound. You know, it's sort of and you you can hear that with like every new song. Yeah, that's okay. So I bet you thought I was gonna play um, Marineros. I did. But I, I really did. And then I didn't. Yeah, I again. There's a lot of good. Um, a lot of bands that we're really excited for uh, at Ruido. And again, like, I, you know, I was just like, I'm sure you thought I was going to play, like, Miranda or something. Like, what what synth pop act is on the bill? Let's see. This is what I we're thought you were going to do Sexy Zebras. Okay. They're, they are your, they're your, they're bay. So, yes, Jonathan and I lust heavily after uh, Sexy Zebras. Musically. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, 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 yeah, and, and definitely musically. Um, but no, um, even though they, they do have some new songs out, um, so like, and they're, they're good. They're like very like hard, straightforward rock and roll, but, um, no, that's not where I really felt like going. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to come back to New York. So, uh, Ruido Fest is in Chicago. Uh, that's happening over the weekend of the 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, and, but yeah. At the same time. At the same time. There is another great festival going on in New York. Good golly, Miss Molly. Because, oh, because LAMC also fucking, like, coincides yeah, it with it. it all has to happen at the same time for Why? some reason. Because they hate us. Jesus. They're doing this just to drive us crazy. Um, well, anyway, so you're so going to talk got, about... Yes. So Afro-Latino Festival is also going on at the same time. Um, it's got great headliners like Maluka, Nina Sky. Los Racas. Yes. And so uh, this year, I would I would love to be there, but um, we will be in Chicago. It'll be my first time in the city. Living our goddamn dream. Oh, there's uh, Princess Nokia is playing um, Afro-Latino Festival. Mm-hmm. So there's so many great acts, many of them really, really interesting up-and-coming acts. But first, I think I'd like to pay some respect to uh, Maluka. She doesn't play many shows you don't. You can't track her down that often. So this is going to be a great chance to see her live, and so in honor of that, I'd like to share her recent single, Mala. Quiere, o quiere, o quiere, 
Yo soy la mala, si eso madura Pelo malo, pelo suelto como una bruja Me llama loca, pero si te gusta Y como fuego mueve la cintura Mala, si eso madura Con pelo, con pelo suelto como una bruja Mi gasolina prende fuego, mueve la cintura Te pongo loco, pero si te gusta Cada vez que yo tengo algo, usted lo quiere Cada vez que yo tengo algo, usted lo quiere O quiere O quiere I'll be the M-A-L-A Holla at me If you want, you can see me Tell me down, but you can't, cause you hear me Don't come around here, just a warning I'll be the M-A-L-A Holla at me If you want, you can see me Hold me down, but you can't, cause you hear me Don't come around here, just a warning I'll be the m You know who her mentor is, right? Um, were you going to say Diplo? No, ew. Who's her mentor? Robin. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like Robin like took her under her wing like a long time ago. How long? Yeah, a few years, two, three years, maybe longer. Yeah, like, they, they toured together. Um, they, they performed somewhere recently, and Maluka got her to be, like, you know, like, they wanted to do, like, some weird stripped-down thing, and so, like, they did it without any makeup. They just, like, dressed in, like, white T-shirts and just, like, did their thing. Um, it, yeah. Oh, yeah, didn't Maluka do a song with her? Yeah. 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 It's a really great sort of, like, um, like, 90s house type of track. It's really dope. So, yeah, they have this really cool relationship. Um, uh what do you call it? Robin just performed at um, Governor's Ball and Maluka was a guest during her set. I knew Robin was at Governor's Ball. I did not know that Maluka showed up. I don't know if she, okay, I don't know if she was a guest, but she was there. Okay. Because there were pictures. I think it was also Robin's birthday weekend. So like, I know Maluka was there. And Maluka's, Maluka's been dope for a while. Mm -hmm. um, she's, you know, like the little like Washington Heights goddess. Um, you know, she's been putting out like these like experimental techno tracks for a while, you know, uses a, a lot of a uh, reggaeton and dembo. She had that song with Future Brown that was very like reggaeton inspired. She's very versatile. That's one thing I like about her. I take issue with Maluka for one reason. For the same reason I take issue with Buscabulla. So much hype, so little material. There's I just not that much. Maybe. I think it's like people do want more from Maluka, but I think that Maluka... I kind of like how she doesn't seem to care about the hype. She's just like, she's not looking for the hype. She just shows up on people's tracks. Yeah. You know, drops a track of her own once in a while and then just goes back to being Maluka. Well, and then the yeah. hype goes away and then you have to resort to desperation. I like, I'm, I, I, no, I'm, I think that she keeps, she's keeping us, I really think she's succeeded in keeping us all hanging on by like not being over, by like not being too available. She's overexposed, but then like, she never quite, like, satisfies your, like, hunger for whatever it is that you're expecting. I mean, I don't, I don't need you to meet expectations, but I do need, like, if you're going to call yourself a, you know, a musician or recording artist and, like, you expect longevity, I need material. You, need, she, you know she doesn't have an album out? No, she doesn't, for years. And she doesn't perform that often? And what's going on? What happened to the sound? We're just, well, it's over. Okay. <laughs> We're just talking now. Yeah, and I don't know. I think that, like... Uh, I guess, I, again, that's my problem. Like, we've been talking about her for years, and we have all of five songs, five original songs from her, you know, and just a lot of guest vocals on people's tracks. And again, like, 
it's just, hey, you know, whatever you want to do, that's your prerogative. But for me, it's just like, for me to take you as seriously, like you need, and like to still be talking about it, for you to be more than just hype, you have to give me something. You have to actually deliver material. I don't know though. I think like what she, what she has is a body of work of some pretty good guest tracks. And it's like, yeah, so we always want someone to like follow this like regular pattern. Okay. Eventually you're going to put out an EP, then you're going to put out an album. But like Maluka just, she just keeps being Maluka and... I think it's in a way I've, I mean, cause I felt the way you did for a long time. And mm. then I was like, you know what, this is just what she's going to do. And that's, that's great. She's kind of like, um, and I, it will actually always like, um, like keep me sort of like hungry for whatever Maluka is going to do because you don't get sick of her. Right. You like, she's like, um, my favorite Warner brothers characters when I was a kid. Like, I always wanted, I was always hoping that Marvin the Martian and the Tasmanian Devil would show up. Yes. And they never did. You, they have, they're like in hardly any cartoons, but they're the best characters. Mm. So, that's, so that's how I feel about Maluka. Well, my favorites were the Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote, but whatever. <sighs> they're so overexposed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. And like, again, I just, I'm a little worried that the hype is going to disappear because I really do like Maluka. I like her vocals. Uh, I like her raps. I like what she writes. I like the beats. Like, the song in particular is, you know, it's mala, but it's, like, it's about sort of calling out the haters. It's about, like, you know, people that talk about her, like, her kinky hair, her Afro-Latinidad. And, like, she's literally calling them out. She's like, you know, y'all don't want to be me, but you think my hair is so pretty. You like my style. You like my music, you know? It's, like, the whole idea of, like, oh, yeah, well, you like black people, but you don't like black issues, Mm. you know? So that's, I, like, I, I totally get her and like she's artsy and fashion she's so cool and it's like yeah i don't know maybe people like want her to like be a singer because you feel like anyone who says they're an artist needs to like fit that kind of mold but like she shows up and is like awesome on tracks like it's like what she's pitbull what maluka yeah but way way better like what the thing is it's funny it's like what maluka does not a lot of people can do Mm. so it's it's hard like she just shows up and like her coolness like it is rare what, that people are that cool. Yeah. And like can maintain it. That's yeah. Because it, it's, main, it's that maintenance that, that I, really takes it out of you. I think that's really who she is. I think, I, I believe it. I think she's, I think this is the authentic Maluka. Well, you brought another track for the festival and I'm actually really excited about, uh, about this track. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about it? But, I, but Maluka. No, okay, no. <laughs> DJ, DJ Jigwe is also very cool. Um, he is from Santiago de Cuba. He, um... He's an electronic artist. He um, he's a producer. He runs a record label called Guampara Music. Um, okay. He also he recently performed at Manana Festival, the electronic festival in Cuba that um, you know maybe folks have heard about. Oh, wait, is that where like Mula played also? I'm not sure if Mula played, but I know a lot of people did. Okay. Um, I feel like I heard of this. But you know, there was recently a big electronic festival in Cuba that like brought together a lot of. Um, a lot of Cuban performers, a lot of artists from all over the world, and it was it was a cool little happening, from what I understand. Um, Next destination. Yeah, no. Um, and then, so the song I'd like to share, but then uh, Jigwe is going to be coming to New York for the Afro Latino Festival, so you don't have to go to Cuba to see him. Although you should probably still go just because it's amazing. But yeah, no, I hey, I would love to go, but um, this song is called Electro Tumbao Twenty Thirty. And uh, let's check it out.
I'm definitely hearing that Afro-Cuban sort of feel to it. I dig it. It's interesting. It's again. I'm waiting for this to like slap me in the head. Like I, I, I don't want to get too comfortable because I know how this shit will like turn up in a second. You're waiting for the drop. I really am. I know. I because I know he's gonna give it to me. Okay, holding our breath. <laughs> Hey Bev, 
Hey, Richard. Um, I brought you a gift. Really? I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about a little bit now um, about Viva Pomona. It's a festival out in California. And, you know, I was thinking about Mary Carpenter and her uh, immortal words when she says, uh, What the world needs now is punk, sweet punk. And so I, I just—I don't think she said that. She did not. But <laughs> well, you know, the point is, um, if Viva Pomona is this grungy indie, in-your-face punk, just DIY awesome festival that has a ton, a ton of like smaller on-the-rise acts, um, and I'm really excited because they got a lot of—they have a lot of really, really strong uh, people and bands on the on the bill. Ooh, look so at got, that! Look at the lineup on that one. Yeah, Shannon and the Clams, The Frights, Fear of Men. Um, uh, Chicano Batman, um, Marineros, Los Blenders. Like, there's a lot of really, really good, again, like, sort of, like, indie, noisy... Man, we're going to the wrong festival. I know. I'm, I already told you, like, I'm, I think this next year is going to be, like, my jam. Um, so I wanted to highlight... Brain Story. Uh, yeah, Brain Story. Yeah, they're good. Oh, well, I remember Brain Freeze, who we fe- featured, Ella Minus, Grenda... There's just oh man, I could see brain. I could be seeing brain freeze. Yeah, and I'm not. And Vaya Futuro are going to be there too. Like Vaya Futuro, I think is at every festival that we're. They mentioning. are everywhere. <laughs> they are just going for it. But shoegaze um, in beast mode. I really wanted to feature Alice Bag. Um, yes. And I feel like because I, I don't know very much about Alice Bag, my my knowledge of punk is limited. But I have been hearing a lot about her new album. Um, I've been hearing like that she's you know. On the Rise, this is actually her first album her, as a solo artist, because, mm-hmm. you know, we all know her from... The her, Bags. From The Bags, which is just a seminal punk band. Uh, from California? From Los Angeles, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, because she's like this Chicana, and she's like really outspoken. Um, and so the track that we're going to listen to um, is... Crap. <laughs> Modern Day Virgin Sacrifice. Uh, it's the, again, it's the lead track off the album... Um, and I think I'm just going to let Alice do the talking here. Rock and roll.
interviewed her for a mezcla. Hmm? She interviewed Alice Bag for Remesla. Because uh, well, that's where I've been hearing the story. Like Alice Bag, Alice Bag, Alice Bag. Is because Remesla. That's has... all, Joni. Oh, really? Because Remesla has been talking nonstop about Alice, or like posting that one article nonstop. I'm sure it's been shared a gazillion times by now. It was quite a coup that Joni got that. Really? Mm-hmm. I feel like Alice Bag is like pretty accessible. Apparently, it took some doing. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because, like, I know Alice Bag shows up in, like, the randomest places. I, I watch um, this show called Transformations on, uh, on, on YouTube. It's, it's for um, World of Wonder, the, the company that does RuPaul's Drag Race and all that jazz. Um, this is with James St. James, who is a, like, just a, you know, classic club kid from the 90s. And she, like, showed up in the studio. She's like, hey. I'm like, oh, are you, like, doing a thing? And she's like, no. Hey, girl. <laughs> and she's like, okay, bye. Um, I was like, oh my god, Alice Bag from the bags. Or like Henry Rollins talks about her a lot. Like, I mean. I mean, she's still around, but it's sort of. It's just cool to see her, like, back. Yeah. I guess. I really want to read her book, Violence Girl. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you tell me a little bit about the bags. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like the, the strong lady rocker is your spirit animal. So, like, <laughs> you definitely have more of a place to tell me here. So, yeah, well, this is, this definitely is a gift. You know, I'm really enjoying, um, I know that her album's coming out on Don Giovanni, and that's cool. It's one of my favorite punk labels. Um, and yeah, no, I'm definitely, uh, this is the only song of hers that I've heard, but, um, you know, that's, that's of of her new material. And I'm, I'm definitely enjoying like the, the late seventies, early eighties punk Mm -hmm. sound. It's, this is definitely like soul food to me. So (laughs) it's comforting. It's like, yeah. Mother's, uh, mother's studded breast. Yeah. That, that's giving me lots of Wendy O. Williams visuals right now. Hot. Um, so that's, I mean, that's exactly what you want. I mean, why would you want to look like something other than Wendy O. Williams? Yeah, no. So that's, <laughs> so we're into this. Right. So, okay. So Alice Bag is obviously one of the high, one of the headliners. Um, and again, Viva Pomona is just known for a lot of the indie talent, really, really small bands, unknowns, you know, just trying to break out, you know? So again, like that's, that's where really like the treasures are at. Um, so I really want to feature this band called Catterwall. Um, they're really young. They're starting out. They just have a couple of EPs. You can find them on Bandcamp. I think they're even free. Like the one that I downloaded is free. Um, and we're going to listen to a song called Talkin'. Um, it's just really cool DIY indie from Pomona, California.
Yeah, I'm really excited because like it's a co-ed band, which you don't see very often. Um, two guys, two chicks, um, and they, they they're all Latinos. I, I guess I'm guessing they're just like Mexican descent. Um, but like their their bio and Facebook is pretty great in that um, they they talk about like oh. Um, Michael plays guitar and screams, and, you know, John plays guitar and, like, sings. Like, it's just, it's, they're very, very different. Um, it, they're just cute and young and up and coming, and I'm into that. No, I'm into this. It's very, um, very lo-fi, little twee. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling it. It's fun. They're starting out, you know, before you get to, like, bogged down and in your head as an artist... It's fun to, like, you know, if you're starting out, just play to your id. Just go with whatever feels real and honest. And this is fun. That's why, um, I, for bands like this, I usually love their first album, and then mm. I dread the the second and third mature albums. Because then there's expectation. Yeah, and again, the EPs are really fun. They're really cute. Again, I, I hate, like... I'm sure, like, if they heard me describing them as cute, they'd be mortified. Because, like, you know, they're, like, trying to be, like, these cool DIY, like, rockers. But I'm just, like, I like it. It's just, it's just sweet music. And, again, the, the, those girls doing those background vocals are so endearing. Just, like, yeah, and you know what? There's something, there's something more than cute to this. There's something, um, this song also has, like, a, a sort of a haunting side to it. Um... Yeah, I'd be excited to hear more of their music. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I mean, and again, there's just so much good stuff. There's like, you know, there's reggaeton groups. There's like, you know, punk groups. I mean, it, Viva, Pon- Viva Pomona, I really think this is where I'm going next year. Yeah. I'm just really I'd, excited for it. I had heard of Viva Pomona, but to be honest, I didn't know much about what the vibe was. And so when you were like, yeah, and we have to do Viva Pomona, I was like, okay. You are like, huh? And now I'm like, and now I'm like, dang, I need to get down there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, because, like, I went to L.A. a few years ago for Supersonico, and, which is another, ironically, another uh, Nacional Records Festival. Um, and, I you know, I didn't really dig L.A. I, like, I really want wanted a reason to go back to California, um, in particular because I really want to go to San Francisco. Um, and I think if I go to Viva Pomona, I could probably tie in, like, for a, long, a longer trip. Because um, I'm just like, I really I really want to give California a chance. I think California is dope, and there's a lot of really cool art and creativity there. Well, you know, L.A. is hard. You have to, like, go with the right people. It's mm. one of those cities. Like, you need a good guide. So maybe also give L.A. another chance. You need a good, I'm saying. You need a good guide and a good Uber account. Because yeah. getting around well, L.A. sucks all the ass, balls, dick, and, you know, taint. It just it sucks. I mean, there's no way around that. You're right. Well, I mean, we could also get into like, our, you know, my East Coast versus West Coast sort of mentality, but I don't really like, feel like this is not the place. All I'm saying <laughs> is under the right circumstances, LA can be a magical city. Indeed. I mean, I didn't experience much magic, but you know, I'm, I believe you. Have you been to LA? Many times. Oh yeah? I used to live in Las Vegas, so um, oh, I guess it's, that's really it's a four hour drive, mm. you know, so it, it's, it is the day trip. What's your favorite thing Vegas. about LA? Um... Well, I used to love the smell. Um, not the odor, not not actually the way LA smelled, but there was a club called The Smell. Oh, <laughs> I was like, ew, and, I'm like, that smoggy-ass um, town? They would have, like, all kinds of weird, like, funky art punk bands, and I think it's moving or closing, and that's a bummer. Um, 
What else do I like? I like that there's like weird, odd, random things in LA all the time. It's the kind of city where like, if you know where to look, you could find the strangest things that you wouldn't expect, like drive through um, African food or, um, you know, an anarchist bookstore with no sign outside. You have to know where it is, you know. That sounds very LA. Strange little beach parties. Well, because L.A. is known as, like, you know, it's La La Land. It's, like, so prissy, and everybody has collagen in all their pores. Um, But there's also, like, a really intense sort of grungy indie punk scene, you know? Just, like, I I, I was walking when I went. I, like, I did, you know, rule number one of L.A. is you don't walk. Well, I walked. And, like, I walked all through West Hollywood, Hollywood. I walked all the way. Like, I really went crazy. I walked for... 10 hours I think that day my feet were demolished um and I ended up like I walked past the whiskey and like I walked down the strip and I was like oh Motley Crue I get it yeah no (laughs) it's like like really um you know from like groups like punk groups like the bags you know through the doors Mm -hmm. um through the the hair metal like yeah um, no like Skid Row in them. L.A. like truly has a great rock tradition, and yet so many bands from Los Angeles are also terrible. I really don't understand it. Um, Oops. It's it's quite it's quite the mystery. I think it's it's sort of like L.A. needs to realize like what its what its musical greatness really tends to be, and then like I don't know, stop trying to be the next buzz band. I that's just. LA, you make me mad, but I love you. Anyway, well, this was about Viva Pomona, which is in Pomona, not LA. Um, so definitely check it out. It's it's just good times. We'll see you there, because it won't be long. Tienes que bailar lo natural ir bailándolo hacia afuera Entra en el abismo musical En un mundo demencial Los que bailan se contentan Llegas en la noche sidera Traes en tu cuerpo la marea Siento que comienzo a respirar Ese ritmo que me das Movimiento que se queda Por eso baila, baila Espera, llega la señal Cuando te contemplo yo me acerco Deja tus sentidos encontrar Otro paso irregular Para entrar en otra esfera Por eso baila solo, baila siempre libre No dejes que nada en la vida te detenga Porque vas en un fuego
espera Dentro el abismo musical Porque en un mundo demencial Sigo bailando y no me importa Deja la noche sideral Dentro el abismo musical Porque en un mundo demencial Sigo bailando y no me importa Deja la noche sideral Dentro el abismo musical Porque en un mundo demencial Sigo bailando y no me importa You know, Bev, this is um, one of the artists I've actually been wanting to feature for the longest. Um, I, I love Esteban. Um, this is his song, Baila, and it's off his most recent album, um, Caotica Belleza. I'm into this. I've, I've, been, um, I've been a fan for a while, and this is cool because uh, it's, it's more mature than what I usually hear from him. Exactly. I'm, I'm very into it. And I'm very impressed. I'm both impressed and a little dismayed. You know how we were just talking about how, like, we like the the whimsy and sort of chaotic nature of the first album, um, and yeah, and like again, as you said, this 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 is very polished, very polished, and yet it's really it's really working for me. It's oh. a good look for him. This is very sophisticated, very like. And if you watch the video for it, it's also very sophisticated, like with lots of um, choreography. He's he's really getting. He's I think he's styling himself to become like this major pop star, and he's achieved major success in Colombia already. Um, getting it, getting him to explode outside of Colombia has proven a little bit trickier. I've seen him here at LAMC before. Oh, me too. No, oh, I think we we, were mu the, we must have both been at that show. We were at that show before oh, we'd ever met. Oh goodness, <laughs> this scene is so goddamn small. Um, but I also saw him in Chile at Lollapalooza Chile. Um, and actually, this serves to sort of intro this festival. Um, you know, he's going to be playing at Lollapalooza Colombia. Uh, it's the first of its kind, um, you know, the, the, it has sister iterations uh, in Chile, Argentina, Brazil, um, and, but this is the first time they do it in Colombia, which is really interesting, um, and, you know, I, I'm just really excited to see Esteban given larger platforms that he absolutely deserves. He works hard. Absolutely. Is, his band is top-notch, the arrangements are there. The lyrics are beautiful. The collabs are legit. He has a song with Carla Morrison, another with Andrea Cheverri. Good, good stuff. And he's got the showmanship when he's live. Yes, he does. Like, he really... Well, you know he has a background as a theater actor. I had heard that, yeah. So he has that, like... He has that idea of a show. You know, he has... He, you know, he understands the way that lights, costuming, dancing works, like, all of it. Performance. no fear of pop. None, whatsoever. Uh, you know, I'm... He's, I, I don't know, I just like, I'm really excited for him, and I feel like not enough people get into him. Um, mm. uh, I, I hate when people are like, oh, he's the this person of this genre or of this country, but I'm going to do it here. I feel like he is the Alex Van Vanter of Colombia. 
He's mm. artsy. He's not at all like anybody else on the scene. Because like when you think of Columbia, you don't necessarily think of electropop. Yeah, that might be one of his challenges. Like even more so than in Chile, people don't associate this kind of music with Colombia. Yeah. But there's no reason for that. Well, Colombia doesn't have much of an indie scene in that way in the traditional sense. Like They have a great rock scene. Well, they do, but they also like are very much about doing the whole sort of like tropical fusion stuff because that There's is also what that. they know, you know, like where Chile, Chile has a very proud rock tradition and like a lot of like indie electronica. So like, that's why it sounds the way that it does now. But like Colombia is known for, so like, that's where you get things more like Bomba Estéreo or Sistema Solar, which are like using the tropical roots, which they have at their disposal and which, they run it you know, through And I guess filter. that makes sense when you come from a country as uh, musically rich as Colombia mm-hmm. is, you know, I You'd be crazy not to draw inspiration from that. Yeah. Well, in Lollapalooza, Chile... Uh, I'm sorry. Oof. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Freudian slip. I've been to Lollapalooza, Chile twice. Uh, but Lollapalooza, Colombia is really interesting. Uh, has a great lineup, um, you know, with lots of really great local talent. Like Diamante Electrico. You have Esteban. Uh, El Arbol de Ojos. Um, they're even bringing in clubs from Mexico, which I think is really cool. Um, Monsieur Perine, Bombesterio, all going to be there. And of course, you have your regular Lollapalooza-style uh, headliners like Disclosure, Lana Del Rey, etc. Um, uh, you know, I think, because I was looking, I really... Pennywise? Cage the Elephant? Yeah. Okay, I... look, I don't have to go to this. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's and that's exactly it. I, I sort of really scanned and rescanned and triple scanned this lineup, and I'm like, oh, that's a lot of gringos. And it's, like, not the good ones. I'm mm. sorry, Colombia. Yeah. A lot of people, like, have talked shit about it. Um, I think it's... I wanted to highlight it because it's the first time that, you know, Lollapalooza goes to Colombia because, honestly, in the eyes of gringos, it's a dangerous place, which it's not. As someone who's been there, I mean, obviously, everywhere it's has its yeah, know, shady I, spots. I would love to go to Bogota. Um, Bogota is really dope. And actually, like, recently, I think it was, like, just last week, the, the government... Uh, signed a peace treaty with La Farc. It's true, um, and people are really excited. I think there's a lot of optimism around like this meaning some kind of real change. Yeah, I mean there was a, there was an official ceasefire about a year ago, and like they've actually both sides have kept their word. Um, there's you know definitely like a lot of uh, fine print that's proven to be a bit controversial, but how could there not be? Um, we're not getting into that. But the point is this: these kinds of large events signal sort of a, a change in the tide. Um, which is which is exciting. So that's another that's another really good sign, and also a way that you know music has a lot to do with society. It's not like this thing that doesn't matter that's separate from the rest of our lives. Yeah, you know. Well, and you know the other thing I have. So um, obviously my family's Colombian, but uh, one of the things that I, I often think about is I feel like Colombia is really overlooked in terms of like the Latin alternative scene. It often is, and I, I wonder why that is. There's got to be, um, there's got to be a lot of reasons for that. My impulse has always been to be like, oh yeah, Brazil is the most overlooked, but I feel like Colombia is the most overlooked uh, of at least the larger major countries, um, and and that and I don't quite know why. I think it's maybe just because it's still very close to the original material, like mm. something like Sistema Solar, which you know is still electronic. Um, it still sounds very local. And I, I, I think maybe people think of it in, in a disparaging way. Um, or maybe it's that the bands are so diverse that like it doesn't have like what people think of as a brand. Like, oh, that's mm-hmm. Colombia. Where like, um, 
because you know you have um, like Chile has a very distinctive, or Mexico have very distinctive scenes. Yeah, and it's sort of like um, you know, so you could you could call that you could associate Mexico. Uh, sorry, um, you could associate Colombia with you know um, sort of electro cumbia fusion acts like Bomba Stereo, but there's a lot of other things going on, and a lot of groups that are doing. Um, you know, all kinds of things. Like, um, I always forget their name. From Colombia? Yeah. Um, what do they do? You like them, you've seen them. Not They played the Normal. Oh, Los Pirañas, Me Too. Yeah. No, but what was the band? What was the band? That Meridian was, Brothers? Meridian Brothers. Yes. Why couldn't I think of Meridian? What are we going to do about this? Is it going to go in? Uh, yeah, probably. Because okay. we, we just name dropped a lot of cool acts. <laughs> yeah, where so I was like, uh, but yeah, the band I couldn't think of was Meridian Brothers, and you know, while they also, um, you know, draw on, you know, tropical sounds mm-hmm. like cumbia, they are, you know, they're a very different psychedelic kind of thing. Um, so yeah, maybe tropical psychedelia is Colombia's thing, and but okay. I really feel like the bands are so diverse that maybe that's one reason why people overlook Colombia. There's no synergy. Because yeah. everybody, everybody's just doing things that are so different. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's just really interesting, sort of like from an, 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 an analytical point of view. Um, and then, but it also may be that like Colombia doesn't have um, the industry that Mexico, say, does. Mm. Okay. Um, it's, okay. It's all different. I don't, I honestly don't know enough about the scene in Colombia just to really sort of dissect it. Um, I mean, that's quite possible. And actually, the next, I, because I, I really, I kind of went artist by artist, um, and I, you know, to try and, I want to highlight someone that, you know, even I didn't know before, um, and so I stumbled onto Felipe Gordon, um, and he is a producer, um, he just put out an EP this, uh, this year, it's called Mosaico Andino, um, and that's exactly what it is, it's kind of a mosaic, and it's just sort of, you know, piecing together different images, and, I mean, this is a long track, so... Um, you know, we, uh, you're just going to hear a lot of different ups and downs and it's very melodic. It's really pu- pr- pretty. Um, it's actually my favorite track on the EP. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and play that now. Thank you. 
Chopping up uh, like these these jazz vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he definitely draws from that. Uh, he, you know, it, I honestly don't know very much about him. I know that again, he's a producer from Colombia. Uh, he's been at this for a couple of years now, and and again, he's just like building up. And Lollapalooza always has sort of like an electronic stage, um, and I'm sure that this is where he's gonna be because like it's all really polished. It's all really fun. Um, it's not quite a rave, but it's like loungy, gets people going. Yeah, I like it. I like that it's kind of cerebral. Um, I really like the piano. Yeah, it's not. Um, it might be a little too like jazz funk. Like there's a touch of cheese to it that I'm not in love with, but uh, it, I like that it's like very brainy. Yeah, I mean, again, like I. I didn't choose it because it, it's, it, it was remarkable to me, per se. I chose it because it's not what we really think about when we think of Colombia, mm. right? Like This is true. If you listen to this, you, I, 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 you would never guess. You're like, oh, this is a Colombian producer, blah, 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 blah. No, this, this sounds like just a producer. But if you tell me he's Colombian... Then, then I you, can then you hear I it. can start like drawing connections to Meridian Brothers oh. and like their their brainy jazzy thing you know and like the way it's it's got this like um, rhythmic density that I'm like oh yeah I could see this coming from a Colombian you know um, I yeah I just like it I just I just didn't, I I honestly like do I have that much to say about it No it just really stood out to me um, and yeah like again there's a lot of Really interesting talent uh, at the festival. Like again, I already mentioned a few. Um, definitely worth checking out. Um, I, you know, I, we're, I think we were saying that we're gonna do a Columbia episode at some point. I think. Stay tuned, guys. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Um.
so we've reached the end of our show, guys. Um, but there's just one more thing that we would be remiss if we didn't bring it up, which is that uh, Tony, our our beloved immortal Tony Gallardo, has uh, come out with an El Capriccio EP. Go, Tony! And um, it's pretty rad. There's a lot of... It's very... Um, you know, it's kind of got like a almost like its own like sort of dream pop uh, rock and roll. He put out an indie rock album in a way, but it's still got those like electronic vibes. And this is I'm very into it. Um, he described it as sort of the indie band that he's always wanted without having to deal with other people's egos. Um, and I feel like that just about encapsulates it for me. I mean, it's. You know, it's surfy, it's fuzzy, it's weird. He still uses drum machines, so it somehow ends up managing to still sound a little bit like Maria Jose, the dearly deceased. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like it. It feels like it's a very different side to Tony. If if you're heartbroken over this this supposed uh, demise of Maria Jose, this this might make you feel a little bit better. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna play us. Uh, we're gonna play out the show with uh, with this track. It's called Yuvia Asida. Um, but before we go, I just want to remind you guys that we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Songmess. Uh, you can always email us at songmessmusic at gmail.com. and subscribe to us on iTunes. Good God, iTunes, baby! Give us that writing. Give us those comments. You know, help us climb the charts. Give us hugs. Oh, <laughs> there was more than hugs. <laughs> um, you know, also, again, usual shout-outs to people. Ella Minus, just because Tiny Dance is a great hashtag. Um, and the Chicago fam, I cannot wait to see you all next week when we're there. Um, I want to shout-out everybody who gave us really cool comments and shares for our Pride uh, episode. Thank you for bearing with us for two hours of lots of talking. Um, lots of music, too. But, you know, we know that it was talky. It was emotional. Um, you know, hope you all had a wonderful Pride weekend and were safe. I was both uh, proud and safe um, and very turned up. Um, and yeah, you know, just excited to see everybody at Ruido. Um, and we hope to report back with some incredible finds. Oh, I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. Living our dreams. Anyway, this has been Song Mess. This is uh, Yuvia Acida by uh, El Capricho. Well, you'll hear us next time. Bye now.
Hey guys, uh, this is Richard speaking from the beyond again. Uh, not for any actual messy reasons, at least not that are our fault, uh, but just wanted to add uh, a last minute editorial note here uh, because Lollapalooza Columbia was canceled, unfortunately due to bullshitty reasons. Bullshitty reasons being that the uh, secret headliner that they had not yet announced, aka Rihanna, uh, decided to cancel her appearance last minute Uh, due to fear of the Zika virus. Um, Ironically, if not upsettingly, uh, Colombia has barely been affected by the Zika virus, mainly and especially Bogota, because it's a rather cold climate. Um, But, you know, just general gringo ignorance uh, led to the festival being canceled. So I just wanted to add this note in here, just so that you guys didn't, like, troll us afterwards or think that we, you know, did not properly research our stuff. Uh, we recorded this before um, Lollapalooza bullshit happened. Um, again, any comments? How do you feel about it? Please let us know, you know, social media, comments, retweets, untweets, report us. Why not? You know, it's up to you. Again, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye now.